I was watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre last night. I watched two different Texas Chainsaw Massacres this weekend. The original and the... The first being a horrible remake of the The 03 one? Oh. I don't even... No, no, no. Way more recent. A remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Yes. With the, like, comedy Uh, one? Listen. Keep going, Steve. Or the sequel to the remake, because that's different, I think. I don't know. I've only I've only seen the original and the. I'm Ellie looking Warger up Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 because I believe that was the. Year. You saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the film that came out yeah two years ago Correct. 2022. Correct. Um, yeah. That it was, has. It was. It stars the person from Bo Burnham's Eighth Grade. Yes, that's correct. That's weird. But uh, um, but presumably anyway, the original the, is the, the one that you watched girl. and you were going to use um, to lead. Also, into this. wait, who? So hold on, who's Mark Burnham? Do you think that's Bo Burnham's father or something? No. Okay, sorry. It just happened to be that he played yeah, I see now, face. but yeah, he doesn't he have a Wikipedia leather face page. And, and I got confused. Um, anyway. It would be really... Actually, Bo Burnham should play leather Yes. Singing Leatherface. So, so <laughs> Leatherface starts doing bits at you while he chases <laughs> you down with his... Chainsaw. Uh, he's still just like, is this supposed to be funny? Is this a funny. joke? Because uh, this is just like an okay song that's really sad. Uh, hey, fair enough. Fair enough criticism. I think Inside's very interesting. I do too. That's what I will say. Uh, so I'm glad it exists. Um, so it's a really good document of an era I never want to return to, but I sometimes think about rewatching. But I think the Phoebe Bridgers cover of his song is all that I really need. Let's Anyone? go back to what, Sorry, yeah, Stephen, let's let's circle back to the original tangent, which is Stephen was watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre and... So, so I was watching it with an Italian person, and, uh, and... <laughs> and then they were like, Mamma Mia, this is Leatherface, <laughs> oh no! Yep, that's the story, that's my story. Ah, <laughs> oh <laughs> no, right, <laughs> just stick the chainsaw right through a person, are they are gonna be okay? Because I was watching it with Mario Mario, uh, my friend. <laughs> I was. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be sad to be like I was playing my Switch and watching a movie, but I was like I was watching you with an Italian <laughs> <My> person. Italian <laughs> <laughs> Conversely, it would also just be sad if you revealed that you have a friend who an Italian friend whose name is Mario Mario, and I'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that wouldn't be sad. That would be. Fun. And yes, he does have a PhD. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yes. Oh no! Just keeps throwing pills That's at a me. very serious <laughs> internal injury. <laughs> uh, yeah. So while this person, we're gonna was, have to operate. While this Italian oh, is throwing no. pills at me, you don't me. understand. I had to want a glass of wine, and now I can't do the surgery. Uh, <laughs> yep, that happens in the show. Gosh, we sure aren't talking about the show very much. <laughs> it's um, fine. It's a good episode. I'm having fun. So, so, so the the names of the. It's a it's a short movie. It's eighty three minutes, mm-hmm. and the and like everybody but the Sally, the final person, dies pretty quick. Um, and one of their names was Kirk, and I was like, at one point, I was like, what was that guy's name? Because you know, it's just short and whatever. And she was like, I think it was Girth, and I was like. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? She's like, yeah, his name's Girth. And I was like, that's not a name. She's like, sure it is. G-U-R-T-H. And I was like, I was like, it's like Girth is the Girth Girth is a word that we only use to describe how wide someone's penis is. And she goes, I don't know, I think Girth is a lovely name for a boy. And she she goes, This no. is my son Girth Benson. 
she's like, no, there's an I in that one. I was like, yes, but you're pronouncing it the exact same way. <laughs> um, Girth Marmon. What do you think? <laughs> Remember Gerst, um, that restaurant that was going to open in Avondale? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's oh, exactly. No. It's exactly <laughs> My restaurant occurs. It's not going to make it because of the COVID-19. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. Either of you tell the difference between Danish and Swedish when spoken? No, of course not. A hundred percent. As a proud yeah, Danish as a Swedish American. <laughs> as a Nord. <laughs> as a man as a man who has got those three and not a drop of anything Finnish in me. <laughs> what's hey Steven, as the resident European, what's Finland's vibe for you guys? Finland Finland is is Finland's full of a bunch of freaks. Like they're <laughs> okay. I was correct. Yeah, they're a bunch of freaks. They're weirdos. Like they, they can be a lot of fun, but like it's so strange because I, I I've experienced this thing, and I was actually able to call it out ahead of time once, which is an amazing thing that you can do when you like whisper into your friend's ear. I bet this person's going to start doing this, and then they do. Where like if you're in a sauna. And somebody starts complaining about how the sauna isn't hot enough while you're while you can't breathe and there's sweat everywhere. You're like T minus however many seconds until they mention Finland. And like and it's it's literally like usually fifteen seconds like in Finland they they really t- crank up the heat. And like Finnish people are they're cold. They're they're like weirdly conservative, but the kind of conservative that like that like Germans are cranked up to like 15 where it's like, Oh, we're very practical. You know, we don't handle nonsense. Oh, we think about sex every five seconds and mostly like ridiculous sex. And (laughs) if you have problems with nudity, what's wrong with you? Uh, yeah. Like I've only actually met like two, two, I think two Finnish people here, but I have talked to a lot of people who've been to Finland. Actually, um, what's the biggest city in Finland? Helsinki. Helsinki. Helsinki, obviously. Yeah. Um, my friend went there for a while and that was, they had a good time. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think they're a bunch of freaks. Finland is also the one that's like, that's not Scandinavia, right? That's all their, their thing. They're decidedly the one that's not technically Scandinavian. Um, people are, they, or are they Scandinavian? I, not, think, oh, they, I think they count. I, I Maybe it's the sort of thing. Maybe it's like the Midwest. I think like, it's. I think it's technically Denmark, Sweden, and Norway are, but Finland isn't. Yes, Scandinavia commonly refers to Denmark, Norway, and Sweden, while Finland differs from Nordic countries in this respect. So it is a Nordic country, but not Scandinavian. Okay. Seems to be fine. The divide. So yeah, so it kind um, of feels like uh, they don't. They don't get any. They don't get any sun either. You know, it's not any sunnier in Finland. But okay, uh, the thing about, yeah, it is it is purely geographical because they're the ones that aren't in any way attached to the Scandinavian Peninsula. Right. Yeah, they, they, they don't deal with it the same way. Like, they're like, they're like, it's just like, oh, things are bad. We don't get the sun. And I know that, like, Sweden and Norway do a lot of, like, black metal and just, like, well, you know, Finland has the very... most metal bands per capita, straight up. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know why straight up is really funny. Like, oh, across all As genres. Just like they have the most metal bands per capita. Um, well, I mean, you know, anyways, folks, <laughs> uh, it is that time, that time to talk about every television show that's in existence because this is, as you know, the podcast that is dedicated to covering every single television show that's ever been created. I'm am Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, he just stood up out of a wheelchair, I guess, revealing that he could walk the whole time. It's Stephen Doughton. Did I not watch this show? I don't remember that at all. That <laughs> was it's like the very the last, end. Just, yeah, like oh, the right. last major yeah, scene enough. of this last episode. Cool, it's okay yeah. if you don't understand. I fundamentally do not understand. But I bet our, our, our other guest, or other host, Travis Marmon, a man who is actually the torso of a Swede and the legs of a Dane, <laughs> does understand. Is that you? Oh, yeah, I think yeah, that actually is me. That is me. I'm I'm um, definitely the saga of this uh, of this podcast, though. Just being. I don't know. Wasn't your autism score not that much higher? Well, than right, Stephen definitely got the real diagnosis, and his was higher. But we don't I'm need the to, one we don't need really to do blessed. this. Yeah, we do this every week. I feel like. We, yeah, well, I was gonna say, we also don't, we don't, well, that's all podcasts. Let's be real. Um, but yes, we are not here to talk about any of those things. We are here to talk about The Bridge, the Nordic Noir crime television series created by uh, Hans Rosenfeld. That was a uh, joint production between Sweden and Denmark that depicts a uh, investigation of a of a murder of a uh, an individual that's found at the center of the Orsund Bridge, which links uh, Sweden and Denmark, it, uh, which leads to a joint investigation. It ran for four seasons, 38 episodes from uh, 2011 until 2018. Love that. Love that divide there. Uh, seven years, four seasons. Perfect. And uh, we are going to talk about all of that and probably about many many of the foreign versions and make our own jokes it was my turn to pick an episode or pick a show this week and as i've said i'm committing to doing international shows broadening horizons and i picked the bridge because travis and i both watched a little bit of the american remake i know it existed in like the peripheral sort of i'd heard you know of various nordic noir when it really popped off i think like late 90s is really kind of the start of it's it's rise here in America, uh, really. What are the Steve Larson with, novels? Uh, I was gonna say really coming to a head in the early or in like the mid two thousands. I'll late check aughts, when yeah. the Millennium Trilogy, uh, and also because as a human being who finds it really exasperating the extent of um, people who are um, of this is this is maybe I don't know which level where this take falls in my politics, but I am exasperated by like. Italian Americans and like Greek Americans who are like six or seven generations removed, but are very proudly that. And I've done as a bit being a very proud Swedish or Danish American, also Belgian American. I really thought you were about to be like, I hate when Southern Europe, that Southern Europeans have a monopoly on crime (laughs) or something. No, that's not it at all. No, 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 no. It's just 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 being like moderately. Moderately exasperated, and it's because I live like near a Greek church where there's a Greek festival every three weeks that like shuts down a bunch <laughs> of the streets in a way that's like a little inconvenient or something like that. And, and I've joked that my major prejudices are Greek American festivals and the Amish, but um, 
Uh, so it's just I've, I've as a bit have been like proudly like these various Nordic countries, but not in a weird way. Is how yeah, I always like, have to you emphasize sh- you gotta it. You got to be careful being yeah. a proud Nord. No, it is. It's it's truly it's truly just usually like sports teams. Also, uh, uh, come and, up here. Know. There's a, a Nordic museum, um, not far from me. But yeah, so uh, that was. These were all the reasons why I was like, we're gonna do the bridge because. Why not? And also, I can then be like, well, you know, it was a Swedish-Danish co-production, which leaves me open to pick other Danish television shows, because there's a lot that interests me. Sure. Um, I, hey, I don't mind. You can repick countries. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to repick as little as possible during Fair. my world tour. Fair. Here's I'm, like I'm... A, I'm like an Instagram account that's backpacking around the His world. His next and six weeks are just per... every other remake of this show. <laughs> We're watching the <laughs> Indonesian-Malaysian one next time. So, Fascinating idea. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to start a new segment called As You Know Lore, and it's going to be like... As You Know Lore. I love when you make theme songs for your segments. I don't know. You're Matt, like, do you Matt's make not going to. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. You can like cut together some like laughs from from history or some bits, As You Know Lore. Um, there was a time when we listened... When we... Uh, four out of six shows, as in like out of six weeks, four of them were the and then a single word. And <laughs> that was a very long time ago. Uh, that's That six spanned episodes 33 through 38. We have not picked a the single word show since then. Oh, really? Um, what were those ones? I No, I want to see if you guys can get them. Okay. I've been thinking about with this episode, what pun I'm going to make in the final name because I really just can't. So I'm going so to tell you this beforehand. <laughs> the only other The Blank show that we watched before this run was The Wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Okay, run, so that wasn't in that run. This run had... That was the first one I had. Yeah, not that one. Um, so what are we looking for? Blank. Other the single word single shows? Word. Oh, The Equalizer. That's one. The Americans. That's We did those back-to-back. 37 and 38. Well, How okay. many total are there? What are other shows we've... Four. Four? What are the four other shows we've shows. watched, Travis? And then, so bef- right before The Equalizer, we watched Early Edition. And right before that, we watched... What are shows that we've watched? <laughs> the Can you tell the me who picked Baywatch. Them? Uh, I, the Baywatch. I don't know that ah, I yes. tell you who picked it. Do you know who picked Early Edition? Uh, that's fine. I think Ian I picked early edition. edition. I yeah. think Come on. I think Kyle Chandler. I believe I picked this show. I believe the X Files. Does that count? That's a hyphenated word. No. Okay. No. I would count it. You would. Okay. Would well, then the OC it. also counts, but because the OC is O and then Nadada. Uh, no one would call that show the Orange County. That show was the <laughs> OC. Ah, it's, just... it's it's a bit fuzzy, is all. These are straight up. Okay. The Orange County. Word. Can I get a clue? Um, old. The That's monsters. Not helpful. You got it. Oh fuck! Wow, it a was good, a great clue. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> great clue. <laughs> I take it back. I was fucking wrong. We haven't Draft watched that many really old shows. The, you know, and then Are you afraid of the dark? And then the week before, the originals. You're. Yep. Oh, got it. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> my clue was going to be. Why are your bad clues going to be so <laughs> good for Travis? <laughs> what the fuck? It was not from the clue. Be, you would it say just came to me. E. <laughs> I can't get over this. Travis is just—you guys are locked in. You guys are going to do. The, so you guys are the two detectives who are going to work and solve the case. Yep, that's it. Yeah. 
I'm and ready. one of us is going to, to wind up in murder. jail after season two. Is that what happens? Apparently, because he winds up uh, killing the guy who... Com- the, he winds up killing the dude who is the killer in season one at the end to of me, season okay, two. To me, half any of, of this. these characters look like Caleb Landry Jones to me. So, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> Just, I got a Damn. lot of Caleb Landry Jones He's vibes. coming for Norts that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with that information. Um, it was so, like the guy, Steven. the guy who like kicked the the mirror down and like slammed the you know that guy had some Caleb Landry Jones vibes, like, I guess. Blue, so was like, was, yeah. but the guy whose mirror was getting kicked down certainly didn't. Yeah, I was going to say was, the, the no, guy, guy whose mirror, mirror was, was getting, getting destroyed down, had looked, more of the vibes. The guy whose mirror was getting kicked down looked exactly like the protagonist of Disco Elysium to me. Uh, <laughs> he had what I remember the Jared Harris character from Mr. Deeds looking like vibes, but. On, I'm going to check that. What did that storyline come to? There was a certain part where I was watching, looking at the screen, and I was like, I don't know if I've registered any no, of the details no, about this character. No, he apparently yeah, is a social I, I worker and he becomes a suspect in the case. I just couldn't figure out if it was connected or not, or like if I was supposed to understand the connection. I was like, either later in the season this is going to connect, or I miss something. Those I, are the okay, only I two. think. I, it has to be that first one because I also was like, did I miss a full scene? Yeah, I am, is yeah. there like a full who, scene yeah, who missing? Who are these people? Why are they connected to the case? I can't. I am correctly remembering what Jared Harris's character from Mr. Deeds looks like. Did well, yeah, because you watched it what like six weeks ago? No, How as you do every you, six weeks. I mean, you've watched Mr. Deeds at least sixty times. In my I bet head. Travis it's every been less time than he's in the times, shower, but it has been enough for me to still think about the line. I'm going to go home and squeeze my wife's big fake boobs. A lot of the time. That line is fine. It's a normal line. <laughs> I know. But it's like, <laughs> I did I did enjoy I did enjoy that in the title you see the bridge and then like the bridge in both languages. And like they put the so, very yeah. per, the very subtle difference between it. Brun and Brun. Yeah, one with I an think. E in the middle and one doesn't have an E. <laughs> like that's really it. It's still B R O with umlauts and very different. The bridge. The bridge. What's your favorite bridge? Uh, the Mackinac Bridge, I guess. That's, good. That's a good bridge. My favorite bridge fact is that the London Bridge is actually like a boring, nondescript bridge. And that everybody thinks about a different bridge when they picture the London Bridge, which is has a different name. And, and I should remember this because it's come up in Learned Lake like yes. three straight years. Yes. Um, my favorite bridge might be the Samuel Beckett Bridge. It's kind of in my heart and has this cool, like, harp, baleen whale-esque design, um, if you want to look it up. I'm a sucker for the Bridge of Size in Venice. It's very tasteful and cool. Bridge of Size, S-I-Z-E, or S-I-G-H-S? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Bridge of Size, S-I-Z-E, would be a great name. <laughs> it's actually the Bridge of Size, uh, P-S-Y. It's a bridge named after my Twitter account. <laughs> I thought you were saying uh, no, uh, that, that uh, bridge S-I-G-H-S. really goes. That really goes Gangnam Style. Uh, Did you see that video that was going around again of when Psy gets just like launched onto the stage from underneath it, and the crowd is going absolutely fucking berserk? No, it's sick. It's sick <laughs> no, dude. I haven't seen that one in a minute. Oh my god, no! That's like it's like one of the most hype videos of all time. Because <laughs> like the camera's on Psy underneath the stage, getting into the, like the pneumatic thing that like shoots you up, so you pop out from it. And he's like launched into the air while pumping his fist, and the crowd and is you're like, like losing their minds. I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, and you're like, "That's fucking sign. showmanship." Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking showmanship right there. That's dangerous. That's exciting. Which is how I think one one of the words to describe the television program, the bridge. 
dangerous. Uh, Travis, as established, you Why? and I both watched some of the American remake, mm-hmm. which, if I remember correctly, stars it's uh, that's that's um, El Paso and Juarez, and it stars a Mexican actor Damien. and a German actress. It is Damien Bashir and Diane Kruger, who yeah is technically German or German American. Uh, also, uh, podcast favorite Matthew Lillard is in that show as the journalist guy. Steven, have you had any exposure, any experience? No, not even a little bit. Oh, Emily Rios was on the American uh, remake. Ted Levine. Don't remember that. Which is which is fun because that's where the murder takes place. Um, in Rio. On a, the, on, on a Rio. On a river, yeah. Jesus. Well, um, I guess, yeah, let's... Well, let's get into let's the get original. Into it best we can because the recaps are bad. Okay. But I just want to say, I found this pilot very gripping, and I'll, I'll talk more when we get to the would you watch more. Jeez, oh, I absolutely did not. Hell, you know what? Let's, uh, since I can't find a good recap, and it'll just be a, a weird way to talk about it then, uh, we're just going to kind of dance around it. Travis... Let's talk about Nordic Noir. Let's talk about it at all. Is that why you found this gripping? Well, I haven't. I don't really we have don't much to exposure to Nordic Noir. Um, really? Like, I think it mostly been th- like I've never read or seen any of the adaptations of the Millennium Trilogy. Um, what I did do, I was just going to save this for Would You Watch More, but I guess I could just explain it now. Is instead of watching more of this, I immediately started watching The Killing, um, <laughs> the American one. Oh, don't do it. Stop it. Travis, I you should stop now. Stop after a season, because my th- I I won't say more then because I had some jokes about it because I watched like two seasons of that show. I guess for you you're also like oh I know those spots because isn't it set, is it actually set in shot it, in it Seattle? Set, it's set in Seattle. It's shot in Vancouver. Like every show set in the Northwest. That's what I okay. in Vancouver. Um, and the yeah. amount of rain that they put in the show is not actually what it's like here. Um, it does not pour like Joel that Kinnaman, very often. Funny Joel Kinnaman does funny to have Joel Kinnaman there. He's the only dude I'd heard of that's on this show. And like Wait, Brent Sexton, the only one who's like a Deadwood guy. Um, but otherwise, well, you've I also got like, Mirabelle um, Enos. I'd never heard. I'd never seen her before in my life. Oh, okay. And she had a married moment. to Alan Ruck. But, uh, but yeah, we're enjoying uh, that so far. And it's not like it's a huge commitment. So if it gets bad. Mi- sorry, Mirielle, not Mirabelle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. I can't believe you haven't seen Hannah or World War Z. I have not. Don't watch World War Z. I will not. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, um, I love, I love, capital L, love, uh, David Fincher's adaptation of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And do consider it a near war crime, the fact that we did not get two more of those movies with those fucking hotties and my favorite cold, distant, mean director of all time. Have you David seen Fincher. the Swedish, the Nomi Rapis one? Eh, fine. I watched like one of them and I was like, eh. Okay. The, the absolute difference in like, because I watched it after I saw Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the American version. Mm-hmm. And the absolute difference where you're like, oh, one of these is made by David fucking Fincher. <laughs> like, that's really what it is. And you're like, and, and you're like, the Nordic film industry sucks. Name a single I good mean, Swede I, yeah. in the history of film. You can't. There has never been. There has never been a single one. That's why I just added a ton more Bergman <laughs> to my Plex server. Not, uh, not just to be mean about it and leave angry. Like, Look how much reviews. this guy sucks. Underneath and be like, why are all seal. of these movies about God instead of about dead bodies? 
Uh, no, I, I so like that's kind of the one for me. And then earlier this year, um, as a part of my weekly movie Criterion Nights with friends, we watched the uh, 1997 film Insomnia. That is another you know sort of big touch point in the the adaptation or in the film genres of these of, of uh, Nordic noir. That's the um, a, a very similar uh, movie in that it is about. Or it's to the show in that it is about also the differences between the nations because it is a Swedish detective investigating a crime in Norway, I'm pretty sure, uh, because yeah. he speaks Swedish the whole time and people mostly understand him, but every now and then uh, make fun of him for that. But that was... Um, did this get remade by, by Christopher Nolan? It did in 2002 uh, get remade by Christopher Nolan in a movie that I think is just as good as the original. They're both fine. Uh, but the fun thing is, while the original one is uh, Stellan Skarsgård, the uh, 2002 remake is uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams and Hilary Swank. And um, it is... Uh, well, the fun thing in it is that... So, the original Insomnia is about an investigation occurring in the, uh, the Norwegian part of the Arctic. So, it is in an area where the sun is not setting to get a similar setting for an American one, they do a investigation in a remote Alaska. part of Alaska. Alaska. Um, I guess, and much it. like a uh, a foreign detective coming in to do that, they have a Los Angeles detective coming in to solve the case. And the Los Angeles detective is played by Al Pacino six years after Heat. So you can just watch the whole movie and view it as an, a sequel to Heat, because he is just like, "Let me sleep." Oh, Jesus! Why don't the sun set? And uh, it is just lockstep and with that movie but um i like i like uh the the sort of vibes generally though yeah nordic i tend to like it in a movie i don't know what it is about the show that just didn't grip me I've it's got to be slower I i've think, seen a good amount of, of nordic crowd. stuff i just don't think any of it has been noir like i've seen a couple of tomas vinterberg films obviously i've seen some bergman I watched yeah. <laughs> the worst person in the world. Um, I've seen Avon Trier, you know, Avantrier, but none of these are. You've been watching the highbrow stuff as opposed to just watching the grimy things. Yeah, like their 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 mass culture stuff. Their their big their real popular media, I guess. I I think that's part of also why I've been enjoying just like limiting myself to international television shows is being like most of my exposure to a lot of these countries is through their esteemed cinema. And then just watching what like the day to day entertainment is, what and is knowing that like this trash. was a big show over yeah. there, yeah, uh, you know, like the bridge was a great show, and the best thing about the bridge, and I think even Stephen, a person who was like eh, on it, is that it's a really good idea. It's such a yeah. good it's idea. It's a really, it's such really a really good idea. No question. And the fucking, the fucking, it's not one body, it's two, which I forgot is even fucking I forgot great. that, and I'm surprised at how quickly they arrive at that. Like, you'd think that maybe it would be, like, the end of first episode thing. They'd be like, it's two, and then, like, smash cut to credits. To be fair, to be but, fair, if it was somebody's torso and somebody else's legs, and it took them the whole episode to get there, I'd be like, these are the worst detectives I've ever <laughs> seen. Or at least like, the, the worst medical examiner. The cut in half, like, <laughs> yeah. If our bodies were cut in half and arranged... What would be the best combo that would lead you to believe that this is one person? Yours and Travis's. <laughs> which is the top, which is the bottom? Give me Travis's bottom and your top. <laughs> I believe it. 
<laughs> I, just, I think it's got to be two people with a more with a starker height difference. So maybe you and me, Stephen, or something instead. Oh well, like for what purpose? Like my to, because it looks funnier if to it's be my wonky? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> my legs on a torso is too long for them. Also, <laughs> could you imagine Travis just with weirdly long legs? Yeah, that sounds fun. Travis, you should get the leg lengthening surgery. No, all the those ribs. people are profoundly sad. Travis, you should get the you should get the torso lengthening surgery. If she want an arm lengthening surgery. I want to I want to walk like Sebulba. I really yeah okay. So this is gonna as I said, this will be a tricky one to recap because there are no good full recaps. So we're just gonna vibe it out a little bit. I mean the first the first scene obviously you know, you've got yeah a body found cut in half at the waist is discovered at the Orsund Bridge, which connects uh, Copenhagen and Malmo. Um, right on the border. And the, they, connect, they the, cut the power before putting it there and stuff, too. There's no fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> this show, I enjoyed. It might be cooler to say what happens than what happens in it. Because, like, I guess my ideal form as I talk about it is almost like a Michael Mann mm-hmm. fucking, these guys are professionals, and instead they're all profoundly sad. And that's yeah. the, that is they're not ready the merit of the show roll. is every character in this is so profoundly sad. <laughs> like... They're all deeply alone. They all need a hot bath. They all could use like a nice warm meal. They look just dejected that at all times. That theme song sounds like a complete bummer. Well, and I don't know if I can we'll trust any of the music, the, though. The ending of the, fi- the second file uh, that we watched. I don't know if I can trust the music. Um, but yeah, it's just, and it's gray. It's so fucking gray. I've seen other movies from this part Dude, of the world and I other spent, things. I spent ages just being like, I can't believe how gray this is. It's so gray. When he, when the, I, when it um, feels like the camera, did they do it on purpose? It feels like they're doing it on purpose. Oh yeah. I, I think it's desaturated on purpose. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I really I think, think it's, so. let me rephrase this. I think it's artistically desaturated. It would never be a question of purpose. This color palette isn't, is, is a purposeful choice. Um, but when, um, uh, when road, is that how it yeah. said Martin road? Well, there's the whole he, thing is he's, they pronounce it weird, but to me, it sounds exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> is it road or is it like road? Rude. Yeah. And he's like, you I stupid just... Swedes. You can't like you both like, I, this is part of why I ask you tell the between Danish and Swedish is because like, honestly, they no, both sound like they have, they both sound like the fucking Swedish chef to me. Like it is true. It is a fucking board. That was, language. that was the thing <laughs> when we were watching when like there were like seven of us when we were watching insomnia is like a character would say something and the subtitles would be like the most fucking dire disgusting vile dialogue and like the actual thing would be like here's your bitch virgin hergen hergen virgin hergen and you're yeah. like oh my god i can't believe he fucking said that to her when you read the subtitles <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds like the swedish chef yeah uh when he crawls into bed at the end of the like day of or the night of investigating it, I was I was truly like, is this somehow like shot in like monochrome? It looks black and white. Uh, I watched the Park Chan Wook movie uh, Lady Vengeance a couple weeks ago, and the version I watched is the is version that's called Fade to White. Should I see it? Uh, it's fucking really good. You should see it. It is also one of the darkest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. You mean like, like- true serious content warning? Oh, okay. like that. I didn't. I like, literally because of the content yeah. of our conversation yeah. didn't know if you meant <laughs> the lighting it's, it's just literally no, no, no. Yeah, lighting like, is exquisite yeah <laughs> just a lot of child murder like a lot like unflinching child murder um 
Uh, definitely a movie that as I as I watched it, I was like, if I tried to explain it to my friends who recently had parents or who recently became parents, they would all be like, why the fuck did you watch this? This is disgusting and vile. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. But uh, Ooh, the version I that I watched. Child death movies like now, just in case I ever yeah, you have should. kids. <laughs> Cover those bases. Get them out of the way. <laughs> but uh, the movie, uh, the, the version that I watched would slowly fade to becoming black and white as it went on. So you would have these parts in, in like the back third or so that were like still in color, but deeply like desaturated versions. And that's what this show looked like. This show looked like it was someone being like, well, let's get as close to black and white as we can get without removing all color. Um, and it uh, really works in scenes like when he lays down in the bed. But yes, this this body is discovered um, at the center of the bridge. Like the lights are cut. You see a car pull up. It's spray. The guy gets out, spray paints a line, fucking millimeter perfect, as they later determine, and uh, places this body right on there so that the upper, the, the, the top half of the body is on the Sweden side and the lower half is on the Denmark side. And uh, two detectives are called in, uh, the, the aforementioned Martin Brood. Brood. And Brood. Sorry, not Brood. Uh, and um, how is it said again, Travis? Right you said way. it earlier. Saga. Because there's like a whole scene where they're like, Rud, Rud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Saga. 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 Yeah. Saga. Saga Norin. Saga. Uh, and she, uh, she <laughs> is the Swedish detective. Uh, uh, Rud is Rud is the uh, the Danish detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are about the only characters who really. Well, I guess. The journalist and the uh, the social worker guy. You said he was a social worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the ones that stand out in my mind in the first episode. But uh, yeah, they, she they're called in to work together. Uh, at first, it seems like she's like, "Oh, we'll take it. It's a Swedish citizen. The head is on the Swedish side. That's the person." Uh, and she's like, "Yeah, great." And then they go to pick up the body, and they realize it's I love been cut that. In I half. love that he's like, "Okay," like <laughs> like I was like, yeah. he's just like. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, that makes sense to me. He well, he's also like, I don't want to deal with this case right now because I'm old and tired, and I just had a vasectomy. <laughs> My balls hurt, and I don't want to. I don't want to do work right now. Love the conceit that he has just had a vasectomy, and that's why he's like, ah. Um, <laughs> Should be watching March Madness, but unfortunately, I'm doing this. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll do that this year. You get a vasectomy so you can watch, watch March, March Madness. Madness? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most popular time to do it, and I don't think I'm going. I don't. I'm not planning on having a child. Uh, How much would my Tinder profile pop off if I just if it only just said I've had a vasectomy, <laughs> no other words, and just photos of me? I think that's a great move. I think it's a great move. A friend of of Ian's of mine recently uh, was telling me that she's um, freezing her eggs, and she was told that she has to remain abstinent during the beginning of this process and she's like i have an iud and i use protection and they're like you are very fertile (laughs) like you don't understand (laughs) if like a single spermatozoa got through like it's could be an issue please do not upset very fertile (laughs) yeah Fertile isn't a thing you use to describe a person. Like, it's no. just like... It, it, <laughs> it sounds it's, weird. It's so weird. Like, you're very fertile. Mm, what, no, what I hated that. What is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> I don't know how I would but react to that. But the idea that, that. It's of like, a doctor it's like looking a, you dead in the eye and being like, you are very fertile. 
it would be an issue is so funny. It's like ostensibly in some weird evolutionary sense a good thing. But like I'd be like, well, I don't know if I want to be very. It's like it's like if somebody looked at me and was like, "You're very virile." Like if the doctor looked at me and was like, "You're very virile," I'd be like, "I guess I should be proud of that." But like, I think I would uh-huh. say thank you. You wouldn't just feel like, like Austin Powers when you got out of there. It's <laughs> just like oh, <laughs> just I'm shagadelic. Oh, behave, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm the most gesture of anyone I know. So I think I would later. be like, I know. <laughs> the bridge. I'm next. Where My were buddy, we? Go home. In- it's been cut in half. We learn about how yeah. Saga basically, without it being stated, has some high functioning autism. As very, as they say, odd on this show. Um, when did you figure out there was something up with her? Was it when she wouldn't let the person whose husband she has a heart for her husband come across the bridge? Yeah, I I was lost with what's going on with the heart transplant storyline. Also with that plot. Yeah, that was another that one, one where I'm like, does this gonna? Is this I assume that must factor in eventually. Yeah, um, uh, the the short of that one is that there one of the, since the bridge has to be closed down for a couple hours to investigate the crime scene, there is a woman there and she has a heart for her husband um, who who requires it for surgery and she's like, no, please, you have to let me through. And uh, originally she's told no before uh, she is waved through by uh, Martine. Originally Martin. she's told and, no. And then, as I earlier joked, uh, she arrives at the hospital, and the doctor she wants is just like, well, he's in a fucking tuxedo. And he's like, I had a glass of wine with dinner. I can't do the surgery. <laughs> and then later is told that the surgery will not be happening. But she's like, well, like you the guys The donor new... decided that they didn't want the kid's heart being donated or something? Or like the no, it's that he, they determined he's not strong enough for the surgery or something like that. And she's like, I'll give you a CT scan. Or a CT scanner. Because you guys need a new one. And it's... It's very much the type of thing that's like, well, this is in the first episode because it's going to be important in the eighth episode, but we only watched the first and the last episode. So mostly you feel like a weird diversion. Yeah, yeah, this plotline is no longer important to the recap of this podcast, which is fine. I did think it was very funny when that doctor was just wearing a tuxedo. It was like, I had a glass of wine with dinner. I can't operate, which is not usually how I see doctors in television portrayed anymore. I feel like anytime I am seeing a doctor, it's like, what a talented surgeon. It's a shame he's an alcoholic. Jack that's, from Lost, for example. That's fair. Um, so, like, I'm a bit confused about the logistics of all this. D- did, 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 was this was the surgery scheduled for that day and he drank anyway? Or did she just show up and was like, I need the surgery now. I have the heart. Or like, what? I have to believe it's the first one, but it does also rule if she just shows up with a heart at surgery. And yeah, she's like, I he, just got this why heart. Why did he drink if that was scheduled for or that day? Or if it day? was like they were late. Because so he's probably trying to, to kill the they guy secretly. He was late by an hour, and he was like, "Got a drink." <laughs> like I, yeah. I well, he was actually it was just like you know he had just like a really great steak at dinner, and he's like, you know what, really would push this over the top. And you know what, she hasn't called. There's no way that surgery is happening. Or he's trying to kill that guy and just doesn't want to do a good surgery. Maybe he hates that guy. I bet that guy. I bet that guy used to be in love with that woman, and then she picked the other guy, and now he's like, maybe he should die. Could be that's a, any of these that's are possible. A good, that's a good we fan not, theory. We will not be checking. Bridge fan theory. <laughs> that's a good assumption. On, I don't think fan theory qualifies. I think that's just good assumption. <laughs> so Sagar There's keeps also, looking into the case through the night. Okay, go ahead. I, I was going to say, in terms of other plot lines that we can't really talk about because it doesn't make any sense to us because not a lot happens in this, there is a social worker who is looking... who. I don't know what his relationship he with that woman is. He seems to be rescuing some woman from an abusive relationship, but his but he also seems creepy. Yeah, he seems really creepy, and so he shows up at a, an apartment yeah, that he's, he's got helped. Creepy vibes. 
evict the people from in some way and like gets the woman out of there and and after the after the boyfriend like attacks him and talks about how he hates that guy and she like calms him down and then like goes to help and she's like why are you doing this and he's like because i can and i was like that's not going to be weird or sinister at all but well when they're like this is our stop and he's like no it's not we're going to keep going you'll see i'm like that's the creepiest thing you can say to a woman whose car who you're driving somewhere yep he's probably just a red herring or as a friend yeah once said recently a red herring red herring uh yeah, that, so, that was on the so last like, I did, I did see who the killer is. It is not this guy. You can just say that. Is it anyone who appeared in these episodes? All of our listeners listen to every episode, so you can just, you know, say a red heron. Mm. Wait, but Travis, is it someone who appeared in this episode? No. Is it not even the guy who looks out at the end of the episode? I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's Okay. It's a, like, ex-cop who faked his own death after his own family was killed. Oh yeah. And he actually has some personal vendetta against Martin... Um, and his he spends most of the season going by the truth terrorist, but his real name is like Jens something. Uh, I guess the Jens truth Lechner terrorist. Is what is he? Everyone. Bill Maher. <laughs> oh, Jens Lechman. <laughs> um, I yeah, Jens Lechman is the Jens killer. Lechman. <laughs> that would fuck me up if Le- if Jens Lechman was the killer on a television program. It's crazy that none of these people looked like uh, Shaky Graves. And that's the podcast. <laughs> Shaky Graves uh, prominently on the soundtrack of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2002. He's had a bit of a weekend oh. for me. <laughs> that's the, the that's weird. Uh, the Swede, as they say. We're having a Swedish day. Well, we're all existing inside your brain now, Stephen, so we're just making these references because you're already connecting to other things. Yeah. Um, sounds like the truth. Are there, we get our other like sort of like character... Uh, establishing stuff for Sagad, one of them being that she uh, changes her shirt in front of people with like no compunction about it, which I do remember also being a thing in the American version. Yeah, they they had to keep that the the yeah. autism superpower. Compunction. Uh, I, I don't know if that was the I use like, that word. Um, uh, I, I like either. that she drives a car that is way too good for a detective to be affording, <laughs> and when commented on it, she's like, "You don't know my life. You don't know how I got this car. Maybe it was." Maybe it was inherited. Maybe Maybe you're a bad fucking detective because you're just making assumptions about my car. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't jump to conclusions. And it's like, it's like, it's like, excuse me, excuse me. I, you are driving like a fucking vintage Porsche that has been <laughs> lovingly cared for. This is an expensive thing. I can make some assumptions. It's totally normal to make some assumptions when someone's like, get in my car and then leads you to like a 70s or 80s immaculately cared for, you know, high end luxury car. So immediately, I would probably just be like, oh, hell yeah, and then crash it, because I would ask to drive, mm-hmm. and then crash it, because I'm not good at driving. I feel like nobody should have a nice car. It seems like a waste of time. <laughs> That's uh, 100% I, I accurate. I like that as the I weird agree. centrist version of the, like, we must eliminate car culture, is everyone's cars should be bad. <laughs> Everyone should have shitty you drive a shitty, shitty high-emissions vehicle that... <laughs> And you get really annoyed when you terrible. have to use it, so you take transit that's, all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's encouraging you to not drive. Yeah, but but you have it for those times where you're like, oh, fuck, I gotta go to the spot and the buses aren't there. But I just think it's fun that she's got this this car and then is immediately very defensive of it because uh, she reminds me of many of my friends in that she probably has autism. <laughs> anyway, 
but she they find out after talking to the coroner that this is two bodies, one of them being killed earlier that day, the one who's a city council person in Melmo, and one being frozen for a year. Um, I love a hammy fucking uh, uh, coroner or, you know, forensic. Oh, my God. Uh, There's literally. Investigator like that. It's like, have you been watching Riverdale still, Travis? No. Okay. Did you watch long enough to get to any Dr. Curdle? Dr. Curdle. I think I remember he, there being a coroner. He's the guy coroner. who does all the autopsies. Yeah, I vaguely remember there being a coroner. All? How many are on? It's a... Uh, People die in so Riverdale all the fucking time, dude. All the fucking Under mysterious time. circumstances. Anyway, sorry. Uh, there, there comes a time when the show is so bad that the only saving grace is Dr. Curdle. Uh, so I'm just agreeing with you, Ian. Dr. Curdle. Uh, but no, I just I just love any time like it would be fun when the detective comes in and you're the, you know, the the corner or whatever. And you get to be like, notice anything because you already have the answer and you get to be like that. Hey, hey, can you pass my can you pass my silly test? Because like if I was also the detective, I'd be like, oh, my God, just fucking tell me. I don't get to talk to living people very much over the course of the day. So I need to play games with them <laughs> to fill my time. Yeah. Linda Linda Fiorentino <laughs> in Men in Black. Hey, you know what I do sometimes to the dead bodies? And you're like, what the fuck are you about to say? What the fuck do you do? What she the was, fuck is this? And then it I just cuts she, away. I think she was a sexual awakening for me. I was so attracted to her. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's dime of dimes. Apparently I'm an absolute so monster, be, though, to work to with. Because basically everyone else who worked on Men in Black was like, we will return so long as she is not involved at all. Because she was supposed to be the next man at the end. They have like this teaser. Yeah. And then the next one, they kind of pretend she doesn't exist. Yeah. Apparently, everyone involved found her uh, very unpleasant to work with. That's so fascinating. Yeah. This is not linked only to that film. There, there are other ones. She was also involved with a Hollywood fixer at that time, I believe, which is probably also partially why many people did not enjoy working with her. A Hollywood fixer? Yeah, you know, the types of guys who, like, you know, bury a body that uh, would damage the opening box office of The Flash or whatever. Oh. But, uh, The Bridge. Uh, uh, a Bridge. A Bridge. The so, Bridge. Um, the Bridge. Yeah, she figures out that, yeah. Or, I mean, she's like, oh, it's two bodies. And then she calls Martin and is like, He's it's the legs. <laughs> Yeah, he's he slept maybe two hours, and she's like, "Can you look into the way these legs came from?" And he's like, "Wait, what? Are you I?" She's like, "Are you asleep? Sorry, did I wake you?" And he's like, "Yeah, I tend to be asleep at this hour." And it's like, you know, five. Like, there's someone else who can morning. handle it immediately, and he's like, oh, "Fucking, let me call you back." And she's like, "When?" And he's just like, "I need you to chill out," um, but she, she will not chill she out. She will not chill out. Which is how you know she's a good detective. No chill. There is also an is a uh, a journalist. I cannot remember when his plot is introduced in what capacity. Late in it, but they find out. But they they are able to find from footage and matching license plate that the Escalade that dropped off the body belongs to this journalist who writes a column that Saga finds entertaining. Yeah, uh, in whatever local rag in Momo. They they very quickly dismiss him as being involved in the investigation at all because they're like, oh no, his car is definitely stolen. There's no way the guy who cut the power and did all of these other things and precisely figured out where the 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 line between the two nations is was sl- was sloppy enough to use his own car. Uh, yeah, he stole this one. 
So that so that's when they go to find out more about it, and they learned that at that moment, that guy is in a car. That well, it, his car is a bomb. First, we're introduced to him being an absolute dick to his coworker for some reason. Like you're you're immediately like showing like this guy is a huge asshole uh, who thinks his coworker is lame, and he tries to get away with him by pretending to have a cell phone ring by going a yeah, bring bring like, noise, like <laughs> just doing a bit to be like fuck you. So please stop talking. I gotta to start me. doing that one. Yeah, I did kind of like. It. I thought it was a pretty me. effective vibration noise to be yeah. honest with you. And he gets his car, turns it on, it locks, nothing happens. He notices there are wires everywhere, and there is suddenly a countdown clock uh, behind him. It's it's so cool that he got into his car, and it turns out the last that the person who had borrowed his car was the Riddler from the <laughs> Batman twenty twenty two. Like, what would okay, okay? You're in a car. You're in your car. And you realize you're in this situation. The lock, the doors are now locked, and there is a countdown clock. What do you do? Cry, piss, shit, etc. Yeah, okay. That kind of stuff. <laughs> I would make some phone calls. Yeah, I would call nine one one, which he. I'm smashing does. the window. If you think you can, I'm smashing yeah. the window and climbing out. Ideally, yes. I'm trying to do that, but I don't know you're if I'm probably right. You're probably right. No, you're probably right because I'm like, okay, either this person is a genius bombsman and the bomb's going to go off if I smash the window, but at least I'm not sitting here for 20 minutes. Yeah. And like, yeah, if it's one of those where it's like, oh, it's pressure rigged. I'm like, I'm dying. It's fine. I'm going to try. I'm at least going to try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe I, I get know, lucky. I don't know if I'd have the wherewithal to think that strongly. Maybe I would. I probably would. Maybe, I, but I don't. The know. whole time I was watching, I was like, smash the window, smash the window, smash the window. And then when someone showed up and they're like, looks like the windows aren't rigged. And then they start drilling in the glasses, like, smash the window and crawl out. Crawl out. Smash the window the, and crawl out. What are they going to yeah. do? So the bomb squad that gets called in, these guys are fucking assholes also. <laughs> they're the most like, valiant the fact that one the best. off. I understand that they don't move fast because you can't in those suits um i have seen the hurt locker um but <laughs> the a the fact that one stops and talks to saga instead of continuing to walk while she's questioning him when there's a bomb with a timer that's very pretty short nearby and he has to stop and explain things to her is bad yeah then they go up they're they're like you gotta calm down sir and it's like his he's inside of a car that's rigged to explode there was a lot of He this. doesn't have to like, be calm. I understand yeah. why they're like, please, like, we need you to settle down. But they're just like, shut up, basically. It's, Get over it's it. Fucking You're wild. inside a bomb. Then he, then Saga, because she's also an asshole, just calls and is like, all right, well, if he's about to die, I need to get some information out of him before he's killed now, in hold the fire on. explosion. <laughs> Key detail. It's Martin who's like, you know, we have his contact info. Yeah. He's the one who floats the idea. Know, he calm. just knows she's brutal enough to have it. Yeah. It's like, we only have 15 minutes to talk to this guy and then he might be dead. So you might as well call him now. And he's like, why are you grilling me right now? I'm inside a bomb. <laughs> like, I don't. And she's don't just ideal. like, you're an atheist, right? And you like, won't feel a thing yeah. and nothing will happen to you. Right. Jesus. It's, it's supposed to be comforting in the same way that like that submarine uh, imploding. It was like they would have not have even been cognizant of anything happening. They would just instantly be vaporized and she's like that's gonna happen to you you won't even register pain you'll just be gone your life is over in 15 minutes but at least it'll be 15 be minutes painless. no when when she when she's when she's doing this it's like there's like fucking 30 seconds no no there, yeah there's literally, two minutes until maybe the end, she's literally like she's literally like hey sorry uh, now that i have you for the last minute uh, why did you write this why would somebody want to kill you why like 
did you you know he, he he uses he uses some phrase like i've slagged so many people yeah right they're trying to figure out who that? who would have motivation against him is it because like is it you mean he wrote something negative is yeah because he's a columnist yeah, okay. he was also, yeah. also i think we were watching a uk translation yes, yes. i Maybe. kept being like i kept being like i feel like this, <laughs> a direct translation i feel slag, like this show yeah. I feel like I'm having I'm having a very appropriate watch of this where like even if if you're from Denmark or Sweden you're watching and you're and the people are speaking and you're hearing them speak such a different dialect. I was reading and I was like, "Oh, this is effective. I feel like I'm reading a different dialect. Like what are these mm-hmm. people saying based on the yeah, subtitles?" Yeah, they're using It was definitely a UK um yeah. translation was my big. feeling because this show was a a big hit there in the in the EU oh. more broadly. Yeah, so the well, Yeah, but but UK the U- United Kingdom the, it was a big hit and then they Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah but I mean like specifically EU, them like, like they were it, it was broadcast on network television this yeah. version of it and yeah. then they did the remake as opposed to like here where they're like oh we're going to do a remake only we're not going to be like yeah. here's the way to watch the show. Um the bomb squad they drill through one of the windows and then the timer accelerates one minute. So now there's two minutes left, and they're like, well, you're fucked, dude. Sorry. They, they just walk away, like, they, shrugging at him. They keep looking back, they and they're like, hands eh? up. Ooh, what do you want us to do? Well, like, boy. I, yeah. Nothing to do. you or three of us. Yeah. And it's and like, I know, we're wearing, I know we're wearing armor, but, like, yo, this is, that's, that's too close. Sorry. Good luck. <laughs> Enjoy your death. Godspeed. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, the timer runs out and nothing happens except a CD pops out of the CD changer, and that contains the Truth Terrorist Manifesto or whatever. We love when the bomb hits zero and nothing occurs, don't we, folks? Yeah. If I was in the car, I sure would. <laughs> I think it, I think that was fun. I was like, "There's definitely a chance this will happen." What's the first thing you're doing, Travis, after you get out of? the car where the bomb doesn't explode uh, it changing my shit covered pants so that uh otherwise i don't know okay, going I, to a bar like i probably like wander call. in a daze yeah through the streets i don't know i'm just Not sending lamau to every one of my group chats <laughs> i lived bitch. after i've already told everyone <laughs> that i love them and that i'm about to yeah, explode like, hey guys, I'm it's in me a car immediately after going lamau but he's got a little no, heated no, there. The, I'd like to walk pro- some stuff here's back. Here's the problem, Ian, is when you put in the group chat, I'm in the car and there's a bomb and the, the clock ticking. Everyone's like, lol, good bit. Like, that's like that's I what everybody would don't, do. I think I would send a photo of the bomb. I think I would commit. <laughs> you do a typo yeah, then, even, like the chat then, has changed to like, I'm in the car with then. a bin mob or whatever. And <laughs> <Bum-mob>. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You know how are you going to escape that bin mob? Like... <laughs> Oh, cool! You put some wires on your alarm clock. Cool, like fucking <laughs> <laughs> me two years after saying in the group chat. Uh, I had such a lovely night with my friends. It was great to see you all. Travis was the bomb. <laughs> <up there. laughs> oh god that's such a good idea of letting everyone know that you're about to die but there's the typo so everyone fucking goes in on that part instead uh but yeah so this guy lives and um then uh yeah they listen to a manifesto from the truth terrorist or whatever stupid fucking name i i like truth teller it's bad but it's still better than truth terrorist 
Jordan Peterson. You know, depending who you I ask, some people like, call them a truth freedom fighter. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I feel like maybe the person who's doing this wouldn't consider themselves a terrorist. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think he's I like pretty openly like, I am trying to terrorize people for my, he's my like, game. Today is the national day of jihad. <laughs> do you I'm think? Here. Do you think that Paul Dano in Batman thinks he's a terrorist? No. Like, do we think the Riddler thinks he's a terrorist, or does Paul Dano think that the Riddler's terrorists? <laughs> Those are different. Paul Dano. Those are different things, you're right. The character. I mean, I think he understands he's doing terrorism. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's just it. Like, I feel like a lot of people would be like, I am a terrorist, but my cause is good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. His Hey Guys video during uh, <laughs> the Twitch stream, as he explains, it doesn't feel like that guy uses the word terrorist <laughs> to describe himself. One of the best reveals in recent film history is that the private videos are truly just like, hey, everyone, thanks for subscribing. Yeah. A chilling, dark vision of the world that could only be conjured by the mind of a madman. The mind of someone who'd watched a lot of Nordic noir like this. Who directed that movie? So, uh, Matt Reeves. That was the... the, uh, Two of the three Planet of the Apes recent movies. And Cloverfield... Yeah. What's his name? Or he wrote it. He's Matt involved Reeves. with those. He's an Abrams guy. Uh, yeah. uh, but yes. So yeah, that was the first episode of The Bridge. Um, and as already discussed, Travis was so into it, he started watching The Killing. Uh, and Stephen wasn't, that, wasn't about that life. Look, I just thought it was gray. And like, uh, there's just so many shows like this. Yeah. Haven't wa- I haven't watched a good gray in a while. You know? You've only been seeing bad Greys in that you've been seeing Grey's Anatomy over, <laughs> I have not, over Alex's I, shoulder. I, I think, thankfully, that's not currently on. Um, but I, How many I, more seasons is that show going to have? Who knows? Who could say? Every day she's like, only I need God it to end. Say. But she keeps watching. We did finish ER, by the way. Hey! It's fucked up. But we did watch the entire series. That's That rocks. I love that you guys did that. That's insane. Um, it maintained a pretty consistent like B B to B plus quality for most of its run, except season thirteen is bad, like straight up. Is that the last one? No, it's okay. like two seasons before. It's it's the most shark jumping season. It's the one that where like the the emotional climax is like Luca gets his like hand crushed in a vice by Forrest Whitaker. I know you think that sounds cool, but actually, it's really lame. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I understand. I just I just really <laughs> like that we've gone from like you being like. Yeah, it's insane to do that all to being like, I'm going to just directly say the names of characters from ER and be like, well, everyone remembers Luca. Yeah, he was on for nine seasons, but he was not in either yeah, yeah. episode Goran, that we watched. Goran Viznik, right? Yeah. The Croatian or, sensation. Yeah. It's like everyone uh, does remember Luca, Ian. Apparently. Uh, no, um, uh, I just think that I think that's fun. But yeah, it's that classic sort of arc with a television show that goes on that long where it's like, it really, it dips in quality and then they're like, we're ending it here and it kind of picks back up because everyone's like, well, we got to bring our a game for the end um so yeah that was the first episode of the bridge do you guys want to hear about the spinoffs yes list them all and by spinoffs i mean remakes subsequent foreign versions yeah uh travis you read about this it Mm -hmm. seems like Mm -hmm. steven did you read anything about this i've never read anything in my life (laughs) okay tell me which one of these you would most like to watch the united kingdom and france usa mexico estonia russia Malaysia, Singapore, Germany, Austria, or Greece, Turkey? 
Greece turkey is the one that's I most think, interesting to me. I think probably <laughs> Greece turkey. I would also watch Singapore Malaysia because I don't know anything about those places. That one features. Do I recognize? No, I do not recognize these actors. Um, uh, but yes, the bridge Malaysia Singapore the the bridge Greece Turkey it actually only premiered last year um, on Antenna Plus, uh, and a, a That's Greek the television for, uh, insects. It, it's stylized as Ant One, <laughs> which feels like an Anthony Edwards <laughs> brand. <laughs> like who doesn't? And we're not talking about ER not Anthony ER, Edwards, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though we just talked the other, about ER. The other great actor, Anthony Edwards. He literally, uh, his number is one. <laughs> it feels like he could be that one. He's like, oh, I'm Ant One. Uh, the Malaysian Singapore one um, that debuted on HBO Asia. In, uh, it ran for two seasons from 2018 to 2020. Uh, same, it's always the same conceit. Of just a body is found on the bridge that divides these two nations. There is an unrelated Canadian television show, but I do think a Canadian, I think a Canadian uh, U.S. one would have been way better than a Canadian Mexico one. Now, which border do you pick for the Canadian U.S. one? Is it on like the Quebec main border? No, Windsor. Windsor. I mean, on the Ambassador Bridge is a yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, that's a good answer. That's one of the Ambassador ones that is, is actually a, a bridge, too, because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that helps, too. Uh, yep, that was, so there we go on that one. Um, yeah, any other nations you really think that uh, deserved their own their own version? Mm. By the way, I want to point out, so I mentioned, you know, that there's a uh, a UK French, ver- French version, but you know what there isn't? Wait, wait. A Did UK Ireland version? <laughs> Well, no, but there's no bridge. No, Steven. Did they find her? Did they find her in the tunnel? Did they find? It's the p- called the tunnel. It's just called the tunnel. They did the remake, but it's in the tunnel. I think that's so good. That's very good. I did. I it's had that so thought. Good. I had that do they thought. have to have a bridge, or can you just? Can there just be a yeah, road? Yeah, always. It's always a bridge, except for that one where it's the tunnel, which is amazing. That's very good. Yeah, it's, I was like, um, how would they do that? Oh, it would have to be yeah. the tunnel. Um, it's uh, Stephen Delon uh, and uh, Clemens Posey are the two in that one. How would you so, put a body in the channel? That'd be really. So hard. yeah, so it's uh, of course uh, Stannis Baratheon and uh, oh. uh, Flor Delacour from the Harry Potter movies. Wow. Those are the two yeah. that do like, that investigation. But I yeah, I think I think doing it so that it's the tunnel, genius. <laughs> it just. I so mean, fun or, to be like, whoa. One dropped in the exact whoever, middle of the DMZ. Whoever had that, whoever had that revelation. Well, that's just joint, ser- uh, joint security area. Oh, the, is that? Uh, okay. The Park Chan Wilkes. on my watch list. Where it's, yeah, it's like body. Yeah, like that is actually 100% like a body is found right in the center of the DMZ there. Mm. Uh, the bridge. Do you guys need a break or do you want to go right into the finale? We can I'd go like into to go it. To the good news is the finale will be difficult to talk about and easy to talk about. Because it is the finale of a season of a of a murder <laughs> investiga- investigation, so a lot of this made no sense to me, Susan, which was a delight. Susan, Susan Winters is a good name. It's extremely like not American or extremely American for this. Yeah, oh, yeah. and I was looking Suzanne at that Winter. actor because I was like, I feel like there's probably not a lot of Danish speaking Asian actresses out there. Um, Suzanne Winters. She, yeah, she is a. 
Korean born, adopted by an American and Korean parent. This is the actress, not the character. Uh, adopted by an American father and Korean mother, but raised mostly in Denmark. That was the background. That's for yeah. Her. That would make sense then on all of this, where I was like, I, I, you know, it's cool that there is a Korean Danish actress, is what I was thinking yeah. as this movie, I mean, as this episode was unfolding. A lot um, of, huh, that's interesting. Where does this episode begin? Do you mean like, is it in Denmark or Sweden or like what? Uh, no, like, I mean, like, truly, like, what is the start of this? Because the way that this recap I have is the whole season. And like a lot of like the season four one was just stuff that's in the last episode. Um, yeah, so I mean they, it starts so with it review, does start with a previously on. Yeah, and then there's two girls and they're wandering through, and like, yeah, they're called. They are on the phone and they're like calling and they're like, oh, the cops are gonna take us. And then there's the woman. Susan really Winters key question. Chasing them. Yeah. Who are these women? The two girls. You mean? The two, who are these two girls? They probably witnessed something or something. Travis, I who were these have two been girls? trying to find that out. I'm not sure. I mean, there's a lot of stuff with Henrik's daughters. I don't know if it's them. And like they were being, that's, they I were just, living, they were kidnapped and being raised by someone else. Was going on? That's hey, that's as long. Henrik is the Danish as cop we are that all, is now. There's now the main Danish cop, and he's in a relationship with Sagar. That oh man, you know what's always great when you get in a relationship with another detective or another person helping investigate your case. Yeah, it's never gonna go bad. There's 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 two of those. There's two of those in this one. There's like the pe- the people watching the movie are dating too. Not the watching the movie, watching people the interviews watching and like watching. Yeah. Uh, also, at the end of season three, apparently Saga's mother killed herself, but tried to make it look like Saga killed her, so she went to jail. But then she gets out at the start of the season. Or gets exonerated. Um, Can you imagine? And then that's it why there's this whole thing where it turns out, like, I was right. My mom did have Munchausen's by proxy, which led to my sister's suicide. <laughs> oh, thanks for it's, thanks for that context. That, that just felt it like rules. it was out of nowhere. I was like, oh my god. She was my like, by the way, have, my mom had and then she calls someone. She calls someone. Is like, oh, I just needed someone to know that my mom did have Munchausen's by she proxy. She calls the man she's in a relationship with, and he's like, I'm busy. <laughs> it talk. rules. But what I love is also how much she's like, no, I understand. I just needed to tell you that. And he's like, can we talk later? And she's like, yes. That's very that's very wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I was having that moment where I was like, oh, wow. Uh, what What is any of this? What is being said? What is going on? What has happened? Who are these people? It was so deeply disorienting. Had a blast then just being like, just riding the vibes. This is the, uh, this is very, this was a very opposite finale experience to atlanta where i was like i know exact. i mean i know enough like i like i could just enjoy this episode i don't really need any context if i had seen this episode with no context i'd be like that show seems cool i guess i should maybe watch it so i know what's going on yeah versus yeah watching this where i was like damn i guess they i don't even fully know who was murdered this season <laughs> apparently a bunch of people were being murdered in a way that was stylized or that was in the same methods that people are, are killed via the death penalty. Okay. And yes. that the Suzanne Winters was like the girlfriend of like a mob guy. I gathered that she used to be involved with someone in yeah. that because she talked about all of that. I have no idea what that other guy who then, the guy I don't know what to his be crippled. Was. Yeah. I don't know what his deal is, but yeah. So, um, uh, this, this, uh, Suzanne Winters, um, yeah, she goes and she grabs these girls, uh, and by 
the way she does this is she just shows up and they're like, oh, fuck, we got to run. And then one of them immediately falls and yep. then gets tased yep. in the fucking oh, yeah. neck. I thought, see, I thought this girl was like, I thought this person, because I had no context and the girls were like, the cops are chasing us. So it's like, okay, this woman is a cop. I thought Suzanne Winters was a cop. She has a taser. She must be a cop. Yeah. And then I was like, that was a bit extra, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> you didn't need to tase her neck. Like, you already and had And then you're her like, down. no, that seems right, actually, for a cop also. Yeah. <laughs> it's the tasing the neck and then looking at the other one, basically being like, like you see like what that? happens. She goes, did you, you like, like that? that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Kurt Cousins. She Kurt Cousins him? <laughs> Sure. I forget what else even was happening. Eventually, they f- they figure out they find her fingerprints and something. Like Sagal runs into her and then like gets a call that's like it's Suzanne Winters, and then Suzanne shoots her. Uh, but oh, I, classic I mean, vest save. Uh, I love I love when you just see someone and then that's the exact moment you get the inf- information that <laughs> multiple they, times they the person you're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> several cl- so when many your tropes happened in this episode. Because, uh, oh. yeah, there's that. She gets shot. Then you have the other one that's like, but I was wearing a vest. It's fine. You got it. That's why you got to walk over and you got to put one in the head. I did I did take note that the car was a Volkswagen uh, as it goes flying, that that logo like goes right into the screen. I'm like, ah, yes, this is Northern Europe. Uh, yeah. Suzanne is arrested. The interviewer says some stuff I don't understand about some shit because I didn't watch this show. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh the murderer is Tommy's former lover, of Suzanne Winter, personal assistant to Thormans. Then she provides all the details, and then that's all that they get on this. Because then we learn. Because then the next part about this is talking about the therapist, um, sister suicide, the yeah. psychological problems, the the whole oh she had Munchausen by proxy, and it's the new partner, quasi partner, um, Henrik. That is also having the storyline of like he has just saved his daughter Astrid mm-hmm. from something. Yeah, she I'm was like sure kidnapped what. and living with this other dude for years or something for some extended period. The of time. way that the way that the recap makes it sound like is it sounds like the wife ran off with her and then remarried, and he had another daughter, and that's why they go to the grave. Maybe uh, it could be <laughs> what happened. Sounds- I've made all this up, actually, is yeah. what's happening. Uh, I do remember them, you know, talking at a gravesite, you know, and she's just like, oh, I come here weekly. Henrik is trying to rebuild his relationship with Astrid, who faces difficulty in reentering her previous life as his daughter. Yeah. Uh, Alice had initially left Henrik when their relationship broke down, taking the girls in with Frank. She later died of a fall, which is in quotation marks, when she wanted to leave Frank, and Frank telling the daughter that both their parents had died. Quotation marks. Sorry. Also, Franken, yes. so it Actually, would seem... died is in quotation marks for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. She shows up at the end. She rips her mask off. It turns out she's been here all along. No. So, yeah, it seems like um, this Frank uh, lied to the, the children and kept them. And then Anna died while Astrid lived. And so uh, untreated appendicitis is what killed her. Um, and then this guy in the wheelchair comes over. And they there's some other crime-related thing where they're like, we're trying to figure out who took this picture of like the girl at the playground and they're like, why did we, why did they take it through a fence instead of just over the well, fence? Well, the first they talked to one person involved. Um, where is it? Oh. Yeah, it's a, a prisoner. And she's just like, oh, it's where she learned she wasn't acting alone. Like, it's very, it's very, this is very fun to follow as someone who, you know, didn't understand where it's like, she goes like, 
she goes to find out about the car and the guy who, who's there working is like, what are you doing here? You're not allowed here. Get someone else to do it. And I was like, I believe anything could have happened between these two. She's just banned from anything this business. Anything at all. <laughs> could have done it to, be, to ban her from this. Uh, she could have crashed a car right through the front door for all I know. But I'm trying um, to find the person who did this. <laughs> we're all trying to find the guy who killed these people. And it turns out, yeah, that, uh, yeah, they're, wa- they're looking at a series of photos and like, these photos correspond to someone being roughly 4'9". And at this point, I'm like, wow, no. Travis's partner is the murderer. It's not that they respond, <laughs> correspond to being 4'9", it's that the fence is Alex-sized. But, they, <laughs> but they're like, why would someone bend down to take a photo through the fence instead of just taking one over it? Or whatever. It's like, what are they, a child? And she's like, or a wheelchair user. Bah, bah, bah. At the exact moment, a man in a wheelchair is greeted, is, is there to celebrate Henrik's daughter coming home with non-alcoholic champagne. And I'm like, well, yes, of course, this must be a close friend. And then the close friend this stands up out walks. of the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> always, always good in a show when it's like, oh, my God, I thought of the, um, I can't remember which wrestler it is in the wheelchair with the blanket and then rips the blanket off to reveal that he can stand and that the cast that was out was fake and then wrestles. But it felt like that. And uh, yeah, and so he's he's there to kill Astrid, and uh, he turns out to have been the accomplice who, according to the Wikipedia synopsis here, is, um, yeah, this is Brian. Um, Henrik turns around, Brian stands up from the wheelchair and attacks him. He ties up Henrik and Astrid and asks Henrik to watch as he aims to execute Astrid. I, yep. It doesn't say why Brian is doing any of this. Why was Brian doing this, guys? I don't know. Um, but he was doing it. He was mad. He was gripping. Uh, he didn't like, like what's going to happen. Them. Or or something about his own situation. Yeah. He was, I don't know. He was and he's upset. like, I did have a back injury or whatever, but I got better. So Just Googling Brian the Bridge to figure out who this guy is. Extremely, what's his extremely deal? Extremely good fighter. S- <laughs> Brian the Bridge <laughs> Hardesty. Yeah. Yeah, why he's trying to why he's why he wants revenge on one of the goons from Fast and Furious Six. That's where <laughs> I recognize this guy from. He's also uh, Flame in Flame uh, Flame and Citron, uh, the Mads Mikkelsen movie that uh, used to be recommended to me all the time on Netflix. But uh, yeah, I have I I don't I don't know what Brian's deal is. He's grumpy. Uh, this is totally related, well. but as I was scrolling around on Wikipedia, I just saw one of the reasons that Kim Bodnia, who played Martin, left the show is because people in Malmo are too anti-Semitic. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's just like, I didn't want to film here. Uh, Presumably, yeah. he's Jewish. It'd be funny if he's not, and he's just like, I just don't like that about them. That would be very He funny. is Jewish, yeah. Uh, oh, he's Vesmir in The Witcher. That's where I also recognize. That's oh, what yeah. I knew him from. Yeah, I've seen that. That's what he is. Hey, by the way, if you guys get mad at me, don't tie me to a chair and try to kill my daughter. I won't. I will only shoot her in the kneecap. Well, I love the, like, you have to look at this. And he, he's like, no, I don't. I'm going to keep my eyes closed. What are you going to do? I did, You're yeah, not going to shoot her unless I look at her. So I'll just keep my eyes Calling closed. Calling that bluff. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I don't meme her. I definitely wouldn't look. I would actually not look. Okay. Yeah. And then we get one of the most overused guy, tropes. Guy who has said that he wouldn't do well on both the marshmallow <laughs> test and would electrocute himself in the chair. If told that he that will do nothing. You just have to sit for 15 minutes. I definitely wouldn't look. Uh-huh. I mean, to be, fair, one- to be fair, the like... <laughs> 
first of all, the marshmallow test. All right, I don't actually need two marshmallows. Second of all, um, <laughs> like this is a stakes problem because the stakes are I get two marshmallows. I don't care. I don't want two marshmallows. The other stakes are. I'll shock myself. Oh, well, I shocked myself. This stakes are my daughter gets shot in the head. Like, I don't know. ADHD has its limits, you know? Yeah. Um, but then we get one of the most cliched cliches out there, which is he closes his eyes as the gun is pointed at Astrid's head, and you hear the gunshot, as but don't see it. As and then he looks up and, uh, so I got ahead. The shot. only Brian. The only time the you hear a gunshot, and you then look, and it's like, oh, the guy with the gun has been shot the only time that or like you know you, you're like oh my god the only time that ever works for me is when it then immediately ends and you actually don't know who shot who sure so here's yeah. a question like here's a question. anytime where it is just like oh gunshot oh my god i'm okay the and then like the, oh, yeah of course this is course. this is such a trope that i feel like i could fool an audience by doing this and then him opening the eyes and his daughter's dead like yeah. they'd, be like, they'd be like they'd be like what to do <laughs> that, yeah that would be kind of wild Though, so I guess, Travis, uh, part of the reason also in the stuff that happens earlier, having now looked over the synopsis, is that um, Martin's Martin in the first season, at the end of the first season, his son dies. Yeah, the, like, the, the true terrorist kills his son. Yeah. Uh, as he mentioned, he has five children from three women. Eventually it balloons to like him having seven so. children somehow, even though he had that vasectomy. Wait, but he got the vasectomy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, That's why I read is TV he, trips. Um, Extremely Is he um, Antonio Cromartie? Thank you. Oh, I was like, who the fuck I is it? Who the fuck make, is it? I thought you were gonna make jokes about the like extremely fertile. The thing. callback. No, of course, it's always signed reference when Antonio Cromartie had his one great season and then has a bunch of kids who are uh, exactly nine months older than that particular season. Incredible. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. And then he had a vasectomy, and, and then I think he had more kids, and there was a great Deadspin headline that's just like about his powerful sperm overcoming. <laughs> The vasectomy or something like that. Can't hold him back. <laughs> yeah, so um, what happens at the end again? She's like no longer a detective. She throws her phone in the ocean or something throws like that. Throws her in the ocean and the theme song starts playing. And then on the version that we watched, suddenly you start hearing the intro to Songs from the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> and the subtitle said, sorry, couldn't deal with that, hearing that theme song again, and it starts playing. You think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire, which is the opposite it's, vibe of this entire series. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Because, like, before it's that little, so before, weird. I'm glad that he inserted that in the text because I was like, there's no fucking way they ended the show with this. Are you kidding me? And then he's like, I, sorry, couldn't help myself. I, I was watching this knowing that Travis had already seen it and had warned about something like this when I was still like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. What the fuck's happening? What would you cut this to end with, Travis? Wake up by Rage Against the Machine. I was gonna. I got that's the yeah, obvious choice. a great way to end stuff. The obvious choice. With that version <laughs> from that woman who pissed on that guy, right? <laughs> Is that what she was covering when she pissed on that guy? Oh, I guess. Oh I mean, my they god! Have a, I they probably have a version. Who was that? You who forgot did that. You forgot. Bra- you forgot was that like all. Brass Against the Machine or something like that. Something. It was literally like something like that. <laughs> It wasn't the band from that TikTok that goes around that everyone's like, this is the latest shit ever, though. The, the, the world we live in is remarkable. <laughs> yeah, when did, when did that guy get pissed on on stage? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Brass Against is the name of the okay, band. Okay, I was so close, guys. <laughs> You're not giving it to you, yes. 
Lead singer Sophie Urista urinated problem, on a the, fan on stage at Welcome to Rockville at Daytona <laughs> International Speedway. At Daytona? With brass, brass Against apologized against. to tweeting that she got carried away. Ah, uh, whatever. The, it's the band was banned from performing at the festival and future NASCAR events. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. I did not remember it being a NASCAR event. That's so I didn't remember that part. Funny. I do remember Brandy Jensen saying that she had heard that it happened and then watched it and was still surprised <laughs> because she, quote, power washed. <laughs> right. It was like the amount of piss was insane. Every once in a while, I you do. Know, if you're the singer, you drink I a lot do, of water every, on stage. I, I, no, every once in a while I'm within earshot of a woman peeing, and every once in a while again, it's like, oh my god, the amount of liquid per per second. Anyway, what I wanted to say was, Brass Against sounds more like a Rise Against. If you guys remember that yes. horrible emo band, uh, oh yeah, of course I know Rise with, Against. Yeah, that's like I had multiple on multiple occasions where Rage Against the Machine shirt, and people come up and went like, oh yeah, Rise Against is sick. In high school, they're not. They're actually not. And sick. you love that. Um, but <laughs> every like, time I, I would have to be brass they, against the machine. Weirdly, those be. both of those bands introduced a lot of people to left wing politics, for whatever that's worth. It's worth something. <laughs> you said that like the drill drunk driving tweet. We can't. We can't say if Rise Against is good or bad. That was the bridge, not the tunnel, which we could still cover they one day. Met, but uh, that was the bridge. That would be fun. Sagar doesn't Travis. hate you. She just wants to save you. Hey, e- hey Travis, Matt, you're next. You, Matt, when I say the thing, can you play Wake Up or <laughs> or like after it, like to end the episode? Do you play put Brass Against version? Yeah, yeah. Please. It's just the fact that that happened, and then they were still in that Matrix movie. And I, I people talked about it, but it wasn't that big of a deal because no one saw the Matrix uh, Resurrections, which is a fucking shame because that movie's so fucking good. It's it the is, second it's best actually, Matrix movie. It's actually mm-hmm. really good. Jessica Henwick, you deserve the world, wait, and I wait, would love, the I would love against, to show you the world. The Brass Against Pisser lady was in the Matrix Resurrections? That we... That's the version That's the version that plays during the credits. Is there in a the version callback to the original. of Wake yes. Up? Yeah, because the first one ends with Wake Up playing, and then Resurrections ends the with Wake Up lady? playing like, by Brass Against. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the Piss Lady. You said her last harmonica. name was like Urethra. Like, I don't know. Whatever <laughs> Hold on, now I have to fucking find that tab again. Anyway, you're about to ask what show I'm picking next week. Sophie Eurista. Okay. That does kind of like Easter is one who does. Yeah, a I know Eurista. 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 Yeah, I'm going with Eurista <laughs> just because it's funnier on that. But yes. Okay. What am yes, I picking this next happened, week? That happened in 2021, and then their version of Wake Up was used at the end of Matrix Resurrections. Anyways, Jessica Henwick, I would love to buy you a pasta dinner. Travis, what are you picking next week? Um, can you guys deal with a ninety-minute finale next week? Possibly, yes. Yeah, and by that it's I mean probably, probably yeah. it's probably my best week for that. In that case, going, going forward, gentlemen, we're watching the blacklist. Oh, <laughs> I forgot that show actually ended. <laughs> it ended in that, July. I don't, I don't, I don't know but okay, but there's like a spinoff also. Uh, there I'm was a stop spin-off. talking because it seems yeah. like it seems like Stephen's about to explain what the blacklist is. Yeah, Stephen, are you ready to do that? Yeah. All right, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. You tell me everything you think you know about the television program, The Blacklist, starting now. The Blacklist is an American television show about many orca whales uh, (laughs) and the fact that they have been uh, taking down uh, ships. It's a sequel to to Blackfish. 
Um, but they named all of the orca whales this time, so there's a list of them, and they're actually going and hunting them. And it's sort of like it's sort of like the perspective of the whale hunters who are trying to get the shipping lanes back from. The and that's time. And Stephen, I've probably invoked this on the podcast, but thank you for once again reminding me of the time in high school during a game of dodgeball where someone threw a dodgeball at someone, hit them, and then said, "You just got put on Schindler's List." And I was like, "I need you to tell me right now what you think that movie's about." <laughs> I need you right now to tell me what you think that movie's Who about. Said that? And the person was like, "Isn't that like about like an assassin or something like that?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, who no, that? it is not about a guy who, who kills Nazis in World War II." Look, I understand uh, though. That, if at that time you're like, "Oh yeah, Liam Neeson was in this movie called Schindler's mm-hmm. List," like yeah, he must. Yeah, you're fucking been. 16 years old. You hear of it, or 17 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like Taken has just come out, probably. And yeah, you should pick Ray Fiennes as the main antagonist. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, 100% that happened, and I just sometimes, every now and then, just sit up in bed and remember, and being like, that is not what that movie is about at all. Being like, truly being like, I got like hit with the dodgeball, I was like, we have to talk. You have to understand. Schindler's List is a movie about a man who saves Jewish citizens from the internment camps by hitting them on a list so that they work at his factory. And he's like, he immediately owned up. He was like, oh my god, I had no idea. Like, there is no part of it that was like, oh yeah, it was like, I, no idea. Totally thought it was something else. Anyway, we're gonna watch James Spader. We're gonna watch James Spader wear a fedora and be hammy uh, for what is, two what hours is next week. The Blacklist. This show had two hundred and eighteen episodes, and some of them were animated because of COVID nineteen. I think that's only one of them. And I think it's only partially one of them. Yeah, oh, I believe yeah. it is cut back and forth. I think it was famous. a season finale. Or it was something. famous because of this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember when this. I remember that news story. Well, well, we'll be sure to watch a couple of clips. But yes, that will be next week. This was The Bridge, and also this was As You Know, and I am Ian Benson, and that's Travis Marmon, and that's Stephen Dowden. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our producer, Matt Isiani, for his wonderful work week in, week out. Matt, we hope you are having a good day. Uh, but before that, Stephen, you got to bring us home. You've become odd since you started having sex. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>